Welcome to Soul Talk, soulful conversations exploring who you are, why you're here, and how to live your most authentic life. My name is Coop Blackson, nationally best-selling author of You Are The One, transformational teacher, and your host. I invite you to subscribe to the Soul Talk podcast for weekly inspiration from me, where I will share with you some powerful ideas, thoughts, and practical life wisdom to help you live life more fully, freeing yourself from your past, reclaiming your power, and living your true life's purpose. You can also go to www.coopblackson.com, enter your name and email to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment. Let's get started with Soul Talk. Welcome back, folks. Welcome back to another very special episode of the Soul Talk podcast. Um, I'm really excited about today's episode. It's going to be different. I don't think we've actually ever had um, someone like my guest today. Uh, I have to just say, Right up front, folks, I'm a huge fan of my guest today. Uh, Her music, her voice, her singing, her chanting, her spirit has been with me uh, through my own spiritual journey, through my own meditations, um, inspired me in many ways, uh, been a catalyst for my own creativity in many ways. I actually play some of her music at my events and You've probably heard of her music and have been inspired yourself through the inspirational concerts and workshop and immersion courses and retreats uh, that she does and her and her husband do. She's a much beloved uh, devotional singer. She's also a Grammy-nominated recording artist, and she shares the power of Sikh sacred mantras all over the world. Uh, Her voice is uh, said to be incandescently luminous, uh, and that... I think is is very much very much so. Uh, she's currently doing an online daily live stream meditation circle at 11 a.m. East Coast time on Instagram, um, and we'll, we'll also be sharing many other things she's up to as well. Folks, the amazing Snatam Kar, Snatam, welcome to Soul Talk. It is such a joy, privilege, pleasure to have you on, and uh, just awesome to meet you. Thank you. That that was quite an introduction. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for coming on. I feel like I know you, you know, because I, I listen to your sing. I'm sure you get that a lot. I listen to your voice and, you know, uh, just you've been there a lot with me through through many beautiful moments and amazing drives. I was just listening to 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 one of your one of your chantings, uh, driving from from Arizona to to LA and just beautiful beautiful so again as i said earlier thank you for your gift and just sharing sharing your voice and so i have a bunch of questions i want to ask you uh but just just you know it's kind of to set a context for our conversation i would love just a little sense of like how did you get into doing what you're doing and you know traveling and workshops courses retreats um online yoga classes uh, I mean, you're known for your chanting and mantras, but how did that start? How, I mean, it's, 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 I guess you could say it's a bit of an unusual path. And so I'm curious to hear a bit of your journey and how that began and, and how you got to, to be doing what you're doing now. Yeah, well, I, I, think, I think it began from the get-go. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when I was little, um, both my mom and dad uh, chanted, um, you know, as I was growing up. And then I, I used to make up songs all the time. My mom says, you know, I would just 
um, tell my my life story in song, you know. <laughs> and um, but I think the most significant um, transformation that happened for me was, um, you know, I grew up with the chants uh, in the Sikh and the Kundalini Yoga lifestyle, mm. um, where we would chant for, um, you know, when a when a when a baby was born, we would chant for some somebody when they had passed away. We would chant for. Um, in, in regular gatherings at night before going to bed, you know, it was just very much a part of just life. Um, but the significant transformation happened for me when I was a teenager. And that's when I, when I developed my own chanting practice. Mm. Um, and I, you know, when I had, you know, kind of a rough day at school or, just issues would come up. I remember going into the family meditation room and chanting and, and until the energy would shift. And sometimes it would be, um, you know, just a few minutes and sometimes it would be a couple of hours. Mm. Um, but I, I learned early on um, that I had this capacity to shift my energy with chanting and that the chants were powerful and they could heal me. Mm. Um, and, and that's really where, where everything started. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I worked in a, a breakfast cereal company <laughs> 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 for some time, you know, singing, singing to the oats and the. Singing um, to the oats? <laughs> singing to the oats. Yes. No, nobody else could hear me because of the, the loud, um, you know, ovens and machinery and whatnot. It was a big cereal factory. Wow. Um, and, you know, but then um, uh, I got lucky because we made some really beautiful music mm. um, and people were starting to ask us to, uh, yeah, I got sponsored to, um, mm. the album was funded um, mm. and and I put down my, you know, the, all the chants that I had been immersing myself into at that time. Uh, and then... Um, I was able to work with a really incredible producer and just, you know, it was just like an amazing blessing. And so then people started to ask um, for, you know, after hearing the music, ask, they started asking for us to come in person mm -hmm. and chant in person. Um, and, uh, you know, I said, well, I can't cause I'm making cereal here. <laughs> um, but then uh, my music partner at the time um, convinced me that we could, talked to the breakfast cereal company. It was uh, Peace Cereals at the time, and they were giving 10% of their profits to um, peace organizations. And, and uh, we came up with a plan where we could uh, honor these local peace organizations, uh, people that were doing work with underprivileged children and mm. um, many various different projects um, across the country. And so we said, well, we can we can honor these organizations in their hometowns at mm. these concerts, and so we'll, um, you know, be able to to bring attention to the good work that they're doing, and um, and the and the peace cereal company went for it. <laughs> they, said, <laughs> they said, "Yeah, let's do it." So they actually sponsored um, 
our tours for three entire years, which was an amazing wow. blessing. Wow. Um, you know, I think I think mu- being a musician is maybe one of the hardest careers yes. on this planet. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, and, and it was perfect because um, you know the music is for peace, mm. and it really enabled me um, to. Um, to see how potent, how peace, uh, mm. peaceful, peace forming, how how much uh, peace could be obtained um, mm-hmm. in in one's personal life uh, through the chanting experience, and then we also really um, focused and dedicated our concerts towards world peace, um, mm. which which again opened opened um, my perspective up as to what this music could do. And um, we also brought in uh, interfaith, religious interfaith leaders from different traditions. And um, my name is Sanatam, which means universal. And and so it felt like kind of uh, something that was really important for my soul to kind of open up to people of different traditions um, and, and, and different faiths. Um, so that was really the start, the start of yeah. my career. Yeah. <laughs> did you did you did you envision that it would grow in the way it has? Did you envision, you know, I mean, yeah, that 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 it would grow into the success it has, where you know the Grammy nomination and you know millions of people listening to music. And I mean, was that a vision when you started? Like, yes, this is what I want. Did you start out with an intention, like I want that? Did you, were you just following it? Just, just following an impulse? Did you have goals? Like, tell us a bit about that because I think you're right. It, it, there's, there may be quite a few folks that want to be musicians. It is a very difficult path, at least as I observe it. And, and, you know, I think I see a lot of musicians who, in, let's say in mainstream musicians, pop musicians, they sell out or they become something they think they need to be in. And as I've experienced your voice and your work, you, it just feels like you are being just true to your dharma, true to your soul's expression, and and it's blossomed and it's inspired and and it feels, you know, I mean, every time I listen to your music, there's such a purity to to where I feel you singing from. So I'm curious, like, did you have a sense it would grow like this? Was there an intention behind it? And I don't know what what was the secret. For us, for those listening in, <laughs> yeah, that's such a good question, and I'm so glad you asked it. Um, I, you know, it, I envisioned, I envisioned that the technology of chanting, um, and and I also teach Kundalini Yoga. I envisioned that this technology, that mm. the techniques, the the experience would be available to millions and millions and millions. Um, I did not necessarily see myself um being the one to deliver it it was just it just was like this like Mm. uh, to meet the the energy the the hunger the uh, um Mm. the desperations of the time the um the need um it just felt uh, it felt like a, a prayer of mine that that this technology would reach would reach out and I, I I you know I went through um 
I went through some interesting um, evolutions. Mm-hmm. When we first started uh, to tour, we were sponsored. And then when that sponsorship ended, um, all of a sudden I had to pay all of my own bills <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and, and be able to pay for the creation of an album, be able to, you know, um, mm. pay for the gas that went into the tour van that we, you know, traveled with. And at first, when that sponsorship ended, um, we were having trouble paying those bills. Mm. And um, I... I realized that I had to um, get in the helm, so to speak, um, mm-hmm. because up until that point, um, and I'm going to be like really, really honest with you. Please. Um, <laughs> the, the technology of chanting, um, this energy is so sacred. Yes. So beautiful that a part of me felt kind of guilty, like, you know, am I selling out? Am I, I shouldn't be like selling tickets. Right, um, you right. know, to, you know, for, for something like this, this would just be something that's offered for free. And I don't want to get caught in the web of, mm. you know, trying to market myself and all this stuff. And, um, but the, here, here we were with, with a kind of a career half baked. Yeah. Um, and I was unable to pay my bills and, and I realized that I had to take responsibility for the choices that I made for this career and that I had to, um, get into the business details, um, figure out how we were marketing our concerts, um, figure out how we were paying for things and also get behind myself (laughs) and believe in myself, um, and be okay with, okay, well, we, we are going to need to charge money for these events and we are going to need to, um, make this like a business. Um, and so that was a big growing, um, time for me where I took responsibility um, for, for, for myself and for my choices and the career that I was choosing. Yes. Um, and then even after making those choices, um, at, you know, the, um, the growth still had to happen. We, it, those were good choices and, I, and we were able to grow our audience sizes and I was able to pay for, you know, the gas and the tour bus, <laughs> mm-hmm. all of that stuff. Um, and, but then there were times when the audience sizes would, would shrink or, you know, there'd be a rainstorm and nobody would show up or, mm. um, and, um, I, I realized in those moments of, um, uh, I don't know, um, failure, so to speak, or kind of, uh, where, uh, things didn't always work out that it was, it was really um, the universe was matching the energy that I could handle at that time. Like that I, that I needed those small audience sizes. Um, that, that was, that was my auric projection. That was my energetic projection at the time. And the universe was meeting that. Right. And, and when I'm, when I, when I'm ready for a larger audience size, if that ever happens, then the audience size will grow. Mm. Um, if that makes sense. Yes, um, Absolutely. And so that realization um, really helped me to kind of chill out and relax and, and come back to the, the service uh, aspect of, of what we're doing. And, um, you know, it's, it was really like the, 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 the times when, you know, nobody showed up <laughs> were sometimes my best concerts. Um, mm. 
you mm. know, because I had to really tap in deep um, to, to a deep place. And so I knew that about myself. Um, so I wasn't, all, I wasn't afraid of the failures, so to speak, mm. um, as they came and actually welcomed them. <laughs> mm. um, yes. And yeah, no, I, I, I can't. <laughs> so I, in, in hearing that, you know, that you, you like our music and that it's serving you, it, um, it's pretty remarkable, um, pretty yeah. incredible. It feels like um, something uh, of cosmic universal proportions. I, I don't feel like, I, I feel like I've had a hand in it and that I, and I've been able to keep steady and keep my spiritual practice and uh, remain centered within myself to the best of my ability. But um, aside from that, it's just like, wow, the universe hmm. is really incredible. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> that's beautiful. And that's a beautiful way to hold it. You know, I was just thinking one of, one of the, uh, the, the, the chants I was listening to pretty much for like four hours driving was the, uh, was it the 11 recitations of the, was it the power, powerese of Japji. Yeah. Oh my goodness, <laughs> like that just takes me into another dimension. You know? Were you driving? I was trying to drive. Oh my God. I was driving and I was like flying, you know, in a whole different zone. It was like, I don't know where I went, but somehow I ended up at my destination. So here we are, but like. Okay, I'm glad you made it in one piece. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, you know, how did you. Um, yeah, I guess two questions kind of combined. It, it, it's, I was really interested to hear, like you talked about as your auric energy shifted within yourself, that also impacted, you know, the, the size of the audience, the universe matching your energy. I thought that was very interesting. I think many times, sometimes we are pushing for success, whatever area, but we're not ready. I'm wondering if, if, there's anything you can say about that if there's any if there's any things you 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 did that you can share within yourself that might be valuable for people that might feel uh stuck uh, at a certain level of their life and maybe they want to expand they want to give more they want to be more successful in in, in terms of putting their gifts out into the world i'm just wondering if there's anything you saw that you had to release or let go of and that, that might be a value. You know, even when I obtained, you know, quote unquote, um, success, you know, I had the 3000 seat auditorium totally filled or whatever wow. my version of success is, there's somebody out there that's got, you know, much mm. greater success. But in, in any case, um, even when I obtained those things, which were just, you know, mind blowing to me, I could, mm -hmm. you know, 20, 20 years ago, when I first started this whole thing, I, I would have never imagined. But even at that moment of obtaining those large audiences, mm. there was and is a much greater audience, uh, which I have to please. Uh, and I, and I, I realized that, um, and, and that's called my own consciousness. <laughs> oh, right, right. You know, my own consciousness. And um, I'm really grateful to... Um, my family, my daughter, and my husband, um, uh, for 
bringing that awareness to me, um, but for sure. And then also, that's a huge part of who I am is, is okay, does this match up to what, what I feel higher consciousness is? Mm. Am I matching up to what higher consciousness is? After I've had a, um, you know, a, a concert with 3,000 people and I got off stage and um, somebody wanted to come and talk with me, um, did, I, did I brush them off because I had to go to the bathroom? And, um, or did I, did I look, take a moment and look them in the eye and, and give them a hug and then go to the bathroom? Mm. Um, you know, um, so life itself has, has really um, chiseled me and kept, kept my ego in check. Yes. Um, and the times when I, when I, um, you know, did brush somebody off, the universe is like, ah, uh, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just happened, um, mm-hmm. like clockwork. And I, I think the reason that it happened like clockwork for me, where my consciousness kept coming back and calling me to show up was through my daily spiritual practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been, that's been, um, consistent and, and I do it, um, to tap into that inner voice, that inner reality within myself that takes me to my higher consciousness. And every day, you know, sit my butt down and hmm. do my breathing, do my yoga, um, do my chanting. Um, and it, it keeps me, it keeps me in alignment with, with that consciousness hmm. that's, hmm. And and it's through it's really through that consciousness that 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 the that the music has grown that all my ideas have grown that mm. um, that you know because it's a it's it's coming that consciousness is about coming from a place of service and coming mm-hmm. from a place of love so for all of us that are you know doing work um, to try and. Um, you know, with yoga and meditation and yes. um, higher consciousness. If we don't come from a place of service, it's just like you might as well just be selling used cars. Right. Um, right. You know, mm-hmm. so having the daily practice has kept that alive within me. It's like, well, how, you know, when I, how can I make this of service? When I, when I sit down to make an album, it's like, well, how can this really serve somebody? Or if I, you know, sit down to write a book or a blog or a song. Mm-hmm. It's it where I'm coming from is not this. And this is, this is something that's, that I'm saying very consciously to you yes. right now. Yeah. What I'm coming, where I'm coming from is not a place of performance. Mm-hmm. Like I have to, I have to, mm-hmm. I have to write the best song. I have to have the best voice. I have to have the most meaningful, you know, let's take it into the whole spiritual realm. I have to have the most meaningful blog post, Mm. you know, like whatever it is, it's like, mm, my consciousness won't let me do that because my daily Mm. practice is like, no, that's not going to work for me. Mm. The, The daily practice is like, number one, how is this going to serve my own soul's journey? And these are the questions that I ask myself. Mm. Is this in alignment with my own soul's journey? Is this going to serve my soul? Mm. And if it's going to serve my soul, then I know 150 percent, 150 million percent that it's going to serve um, everyone. Mm. 
that's wow. that's where I come from. That's like <laughs> that's, that's my my barometer. Um, I love yeah. that. Yeah. Is, will this serve my own soul's journey? And, and really trusting that if it's serving your own soul's journey, it will serve everyone and, and flow from that connection. Yeah. Yeah, it will flow yeah, from so that I, connection. Yeah, so I, I like to kind of say, I say Guru Ramdas is my, my marketing agent or whatever Guru Ramdas is. <laughs> that's the, um, in the Sikh tradition, um, that's the fourth Guru, and I really connect, connect with, with him. Um, but whatever your tradition is, if you're Christian, it's like, you know, let Jesus be the one or Muhammad or let God. Yeah. It's like, you know, people, people will find out, people will gravitate towards the music, whatever the offering is. Yes. They'll gravitate towards it. And, and, and our job is really to remain truthful to um to yeah. the soul's work. Yeah. I love that. Our job is to remain truthful to the soul's work. It's beautiful. Yeah. I'm, 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 cu- I'm curious. Um, I'm sure, I mean, I, I mean, I'm assuming, but I, I'm, I have, yeah, I, I, I'm sure that there may have been moments where over the 20, 20 years, did, um, I, let me ask you this way. Were there moments over the last 20 years where along the path of you know, building your career, sharing your gift, you felt like giving up, maybe it was too difficult, um, things weren't flowing. If so, um, what kept you, what, like, what kept you going? What, what, because I think there's a lot of folks that, that have dreams or, you know, a sense of purpose, but it doesn't flow, it doesn't open. And, and maybe they, they think, listening to this conversation, with good intention, but they want to give up or that they feel like it's never, it's not working. And so uh, what kept you going when you felt like giving up in certain moments or maybe it was too difficult? Cause you know, as we're having this conversation, we're, we're going through some intense times on planet earth right now and uh, lots of uncertainty and changes. And I think a, a lot of people are stirred with what do I do and what is my future? And so we'd love to hear about, about anything that you, you went through and what kept you moving, what kept you going? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's funny that you, you kind of asked that question um, mm. <laughs> in terms of was there a time when you wanted to give up? Um, because, yeah, the answer to that question is like every frickin' day, that's honest every day there's a time that comes up where it's like this i'm a complete failure this is just like what am i doing um and and it really just keeps coming back to the the daily practice i mean Mm. to me it's like the soul has a vibratory frequency and it's and it's pumping it's going it's doing its thing it knows um, it knows its destiny. It, it knows its work. Um, and you know, the, most of us are whizzing around, um, just in, you know, thought patterns of the mind and, yes. um, and the mind is great. It has, it has, it has a really important role and function, but 
um, sometimes we can just become like mind centric and forget that we're, we have like the rest of the body mm. <laughs> that exists. Um, and so the daily spiritual practice kind of like says, okay, great. Thanks mind. And, hmm. um, I, you know, and I, I do my daily spiritual practice in the morning before, before my mind kind of really kicks in. Mm. Um, and, uh, before the sun rises and, you know, so I can set my frequencies and my energies and clear out the subconscious and, you know, the fears and the self limitations and get to my quiet place and tap in, tune in and, you know, God speaks to me. The soul speaks to me. Like they get my directives. It's like, you know, how, how, when, when are you, mar when are your marketing meetings? Well, they're, <laughs> <laughs> they're at you know five o'clock in the morning when when do you plan when's your business plan like it's not that i'm planning it's not that i'm marketing but it's like it's like i'm tuning in and attuning yeah. myself and and um and then that basic tuning in is with me for the entire day even when those moments of weakness show up when you know i say something really stupid to someone or make a m massive mistake or you know forget to breathe and you know mm. um so the failures are daily but i have this baseline frequency of my daily practice that saves my butt <laughs> and that allows me to float and that keeps me real and keeps me on target. Um, and yeah, I, with the COVID-19 experience, yeah, I've, yeah. I've experienced, <clears throat> you know, dread. I've experienced fear, angst, worry, um, all of those emotions. We, you know, watched as all of our concerts got, you know, yes. government yes. government bands and in Europe all went in place and boom 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 like dominoes every single concert was was postponed and mm. you know um, mm. I, it's not to say that I have a foolproof way but it's mm. it's working you know um, having this daily practice and allowing me to to stay real with it and to to have a um, a moment of perspective every single day, and I think that every single day part is is the key um, mm. because you know um, how we how we choose to live our lives and um, how we choose to run our businesses, how we choose to do everything comes from our baseline frequency, which determines our thoughts, which determines our words, which are determines our actions. Mm. And so I think having this baseline frequency is really important. I, I have a book about it. It's called original light. Huh. Um, and it's about daily spiritual practice and it's about my daily spiritual practice. Yeah. I was going to um, ask, I was going to ask because you yeah. mentioned your sp about your spiritual practice uh, a few times. Could you share a little bit about like for those listening in, like what your spiritual practice is in, in, on a daily basis in the morning and what that looks like and maybe some things that those listening in could, could maybe incorporate if they found valuable into their own lives? Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the, one of the key things, and thank you, I'm really happy to share. Um, uh, one of the key things is uh, that I, 
uh, is actually having a vegetarian lifestyle, mm. um, which really enables, um, you know, health uh, for digestion purposes, much easier to digest your food and um, organic, local, all of those things are actually really important for, for meditators and yogis. Um, but that's probably not news to a lot of your listeners. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I wake up before the sun rises, which is great. You know, if you have like, uh, family and, or, or work, um, it's, it's, you know, it's a great way to integrate spiritual practice into your life. If you've got other things going on, (laughs) um, you know, basically life. Um, so I, I wake up and um, actually uh, because of the vegetarian diet and, and able to um, eliminate uh, every day and then take mm-hmm. a cold shower. Sorry to put that on your podcast, but <laughs> here we go. Um, then, then I love to take a cold shower. Um, this is not for everybody's body type, but yeah. uh, you know, you just have to make your choices, but um, it's great for circulation. Mm. And um, then I, um, do a recitation of Japji, as you mentioned. You're listening to it. Um, Love it. Yeah, it's it's meditate. It's called Meditation of the Soul, and it's um, a recitation by Guru Nanak, who lived in the 15th century in, in northern India. And it's just mm. um, to me, it's like um, tapping into the soul's pathway, the soul's destiny, and it's it's so beautiful there's 40 steps in it so i recite that every day and yeah and then i do um kundalini yoga um i've been doing it since i was um i don't know able to walk Hmm. um (laughs) and i do there's there's lots of different sets in my book i have uh, original light i have 10 different yoga sets and you know you just kind of i shift based on um what I need for that day. And and then I chant and I sing. Um, And then to end, I I do a prayer and a sacred reading to, to uh, obtain guidance. And my prayer is like a a really good time for, for affirmation and, and, and resetting my intentions. Um, And then the sacred reading is, I take it from the Sikh scriptures, but, as I talk about in my, my book, I, I feel that, you know, um, someone's favorite book of poems or, um, you know, reading from the Quran or the Bible, I think they're all wonderful paths, many paths, but just having that moment to kind of, um, Mm -hmm. let, let the divine speak to you Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and sit and be empty. And so that's, that's my daily practice and it's all outlined in my book um, yeah. and people can develop their own, you know, even 10 minute or half yes. hour practice. Um, mm. Yeah. Wow. And like, can I ask how long this usually is for you? Just how long it takes? Just. Yeah. You know, I, I ideally I love to do two and a half hours and gotcha. um, typically though, <laughs> uh-huh. it's more like an hour and a half. Gotcha. Yeah. Beautiful. So it's in your book, Original Light. Folks, Original Light sounds like a beautiful, beautiful uh, spiritual practice and can't wait to delve into that myself. Um, You talked about chanting, and obviously that's something you're known for. Um, 
What does it feel like when you are chanting? When, like, when you're in that zone, can you describe the feeling? What happens? Where do you go? And actually, I'm curious how you prepare yourself for, let's say, you know, I've seen you, you know, in, in a concert. So I'm curious how you prepare yourself for, for, let's say, sharing with folks. But when you're really in that zone, what does it feel like? Where do you go? What is the, what, what's the experience? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, when I, when I wake up on the day of a concert, um, it, the, I feel like I feel like the performance has started from that very moment that I wake up, mm, mm. Um, because the performance itself is is like is like an interaction with God, um, huh. and so every single moment of that day, the first person I speak to, the um, what I decided to have for breakfast. Um, what I saw on my walk, um, that is all uh, interaction with God, uh, connecting with God. And then when I, you know, I, I do vocal exercises. We can talk about some real practical yes. things. I do vocal exercises. I also drink like only um, warm, warm fluids. Um, I, actually most of the time. Um, and, um, you know, I'm just, you know, pretty gentle with my voice as much as mm-hmm. I, I can be like yell across the house. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, then on the, on the, on the day of the performance, we arrive, we set up, we're, we're, you know, having sound check, um, every single interaction with the sound person, my band, with uh, the lighting person, um, the performance is already on. Do you, do you mm-hmm. kind of get me? Like yeah. the interaction, the, like, so not, the, the communication. It's not just on the stage. It's like the entire process of your day, the entire process with, with, that involves everyone? Yes. Mm. Yes. And then, you know, you know, do the sound check and the, getting on the stage. Then um, is is this opportunity to to then connect with with God? Um, you know, I've been connecting with God all day with the all the in the the very various many ways getting on stage with the band and with the audience is this, this really incredibly beautiful way to connect with God then. Mm. Um, and you know, the, to me, the, um, the chance the doing the chance, uh, experiencing the chance, like, flow through me um, mm. is is like an incredibly intimate connection with God and mm. for me that connection with God is um, is within each and every heart um, I 
I really, really feel that and really, really believe that. Um, and so I, I'm really grateful to the practice of Kundalini yoga and meditation because it's helped me to um, understand like what it means to be in my auric field and what it means to feel other people's auras and kind of get into an expansive state. So I really feel this expanded state of, of everyone in the concert mm-hmm. hall. And I learned a long time ago, like, um, not to, um, not to forget anyone, like to really like, like in my, whatever you want to call it, imagination, scope, mind, psyche, like include everyone, um, in my connection, but then also to not get boggled down by one. Right, right. Um, so then, like mm. some nights, you know, this one night there was this guy that was sitting mm. in the front row, and his his wife obviously like dragged him, or somebody dragged him. <laughs> he he had a lady sitting next to him, so, um, and he he had his arms crossed, and he just like you know everything I said, every joke was just like snicker snicker, and boy, she's full of right yes, and when's this gonna get over with, and and um. I remember that one night I, I started to try and like, I decided, Oh, let me try and crack a joke. See if I can kind of loosen him up, loosen him up. Mm. And you know, that didn't work. And then Mm. I tried something else and I tried like a particular chant that I thought nothing, nothing would work. Mm. And finally I just like let go. And, And I said to myself, Oh my God, I'm suddenly like, there were there were 300 people here and now mm. i'm actually just doing this concert for this one guy who hates me right, right, right. <laughs> so i just like let go and i just said whatever and i and i got i got back into that space of feeling everybody's mm. heart and feeling god in everybody's heart and mm. chanting and and um and got really into it and it was fantastic. And towards the end, towards one of the up-tempo pieces, um, I opened my eyes and he, he happened to be standing up and dancing along with the rest of the audience. (laughs) (laughs) So I just said, okay, yeah, that's, you know, um, so that's kind of like what singing is for me. Um, like, I connect with, I connect with people on an individual basis. Like I feel people and connect with them, but not to the degree where I'm um, Mm -hmm. um, kind of tied to one person's psyche because um, that can get kind of hairy. And then it's just this most amazing, beautiful energy I could describe. Mm -hmm. Like I feel, I just feel gold light from the base of my spine to the top of my head. And again, that goes back to my Kundalini yoga practice where um, I teach people about singing from your entire spinal column. It's not just from your voice. And I really feel that in chanting concerts or, or recorded material, whatever it is, it's like this whole spinal column thing going on. And it just, I, I, I feel like the energy is just golden. Like there's this, this beautiful golden energy. And mm. even when I'm at home and with my, my um, daughter and my husband and we chant at night, it just 
feel so good. Like afterwards, mm-hmm. I feel so happy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I was, I was kind of, you know, I was kind of bummed about our, our entire tour getting postponed because it's just mm-hmm. like, it's, it's such a, it's like a total bliss bomb every yes. single night. <laughs> and you just like, you know, like all the, you know, the, the problems, the cares, the in, mm-hmm. I- intensities of the world, like enchanting, you just, it, you can, you can release mm-hmm. them. And so uplift. much. Yeah. yeah. You can uplift through them and, and, and then, you know, reenter life again. Um, but it is just mm-hmm. like a major uh, uplift for me. Uplift. Yeah. Is, that a, is that a, maybe you answered this question because you said you talked about feeling God in everybody's heart. And I thought that was really beautiful. And earlier you talked about how when you sing, it's not like a performance, a typical performance, you know, it's, it's different from that. You're not just performing like a, a, a pop singer. It's, it's a different, you know, it's an interaction with God. And so, what I was going to ask, and, and if there's anything else you have to say on it, great. If not, we can move on. But, you know, when, when you're on stage, I, I think a lot of people experience when they're on stage, the public eye, there's the fear of or the nervousness of wanting people to like you, to love you, to, to find you great, to approve of you, validation. And many times we don't put ourselves out because of the you know, external opinions of, of other people. And we're trying to get people to see us in a certain light. And, and so, you know, you're, you're in a position where you give concerts and, you know, it, it could lend itself to that. So uh, I was wondering how you, you, you managed to you know, let, let that go. Is, is it the feeling God in everyone's heart and, and just focusing on that? Is there anything else to add to that kind of moving beyond the fear of other people's opinions and validation? You know, um, I've already, I've, I've been through it like a million times with, um, well, first of all, there's the whole like turban thing. That's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, I wear a turban cause I'm a Sikh, but you know, um, and, and I love it and I, I feel beautiful in it, but there are a lot of people that just don't connect and don't relate. Um, right, right. and it's not, it's not really like a super popular thing to do. <laughs> so, so I've kind of gone through that whole, like, well, I guess I'm not going to get X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z's approval. Um, you know, and then there's a whole thing where, you know, I don't, I don't wear makeup. Um, mm-hmm. so lost LMNOP's approval. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the whole thing where I'm not really singing uh, anything in English or, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, so it's, there's, it, you know, it's, it's just like, up. yeah, it's backing yeah. Up. <laughs> I, my whole career is based on like really not needing approval from people, but yeah. you know, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I still have to um, every day let go of needing approval. Mm. Um it's a very primal thing, even though, you know, and then I've kind of maybe secured a place where, okay, she's the one who's hit, who does all those chants and wears a turban. And so I, there's a certain kind of acceptance for, for what I do. And, and yet mm-hmm. at times I, I still mm-hmm. seek approval. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm being like really honest with you here. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, at the end of the day, um, 
what saves me is, okay, well, did I, did I actually have a connection with God in that concert? Did I experience some, some bliss? Did I, did I love the words that I chose to say, or maybe could I have chosen something um, that's more in consciousness or um, yeah. is that, and so in a certain way, um, hmm. the sitting up on stage and, or any, anything that I do, any work that I do, um, it comes back to the question of, did I, did I actually really connect with God and am, am I fulfilling my own promise to my own soul? Yes. Um, or, or is it just like a big performance and, and, um, nothing in it really for me. And, and that, that the bottom line promise, mm. um, that I have to my soul is that, um, there's something in it for me. <laughs> Mm. That, that there's a connection, a genuine connection with God and um, that I seek. And um, I think that that, um, and, and it's a little selfish to a degree, but that genuine seeking um, is what actually serves other people because once, mm. once you have genuinely sought and you have genuinely connected with God, because God is in everyone, mm. then you have genuinely served and connected with everyone. Um, and I think that's the, the, the thing that people forget and lose um, and they get really distracted with life. And, you know, and how, how do you stay in that place of connection? Yeah, and that that place of connection for me is is heart centers, like yeah. back in the heart, back in the heart, back in the heart. So when I'm doing the dishes, it's like, mm-hmm. where am I? Okay, back in the heart, back in the heart. When I'm on stage and you know adjusting my microphone, where am I in the heart? Back into the heart, back into the heart. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, a practice. Mm-hmm. Mm, I love that that genuine connection with God. Yeah beautiful uh, no matter what no matter what you're doing um yeah thank you thank you for sharing that um a couple more questions you know sanatam i just really just loving this conversation on so many levels um yeah me too How, what took us so long i know <laughs> i'm sorry i think i i i got way too busy i think you did try to contact me earlier it's perfect timing I, it's perfect thing <laughs> and i can't wait to like you know give you a big hug in person and one of your concerts, <laughs> concerts soon but uh, uh you mentioned singing from the spinal column you know i'm a speaker and so many times when i speak it's like i kind of feel like i dissolve and you know like something's just coming through me. And so I would love to hear about singing from the spinal column, not just from just the throat, but can can talk, talk a bit about that. Like I'm curious about that for myself in terms of if there's something I can, you know, learn from, from, from what you're talking about. So how to do that, how to open to that more, um, guide us a bit there. Yeah. Um, well, I think that, you know, uh, speaking 
is uh, one and the same with singing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just another form <laughs> mm-hmm. um, of singing or what, what have you. And um, the spinal column is, um, it's uh, everyone's birthright to, to have and to experience. Um, you know, and, and, and as you may know, the entire chakra system, the energy mm-hmm. channels, um, exist up and down the spinal column. And this is our, our basic existence uh, mm-hmm. with the first chakra being our security um, at the anus, second chakra at the sexual organs being our creativity, third chakra a little bit below the navel being our courage, fire, heart center chakra being um, kindness, compassion, Fifth chakra at the throat, being able to speak our truth. Sixth mm-hmm. chakra at the third eye point, intuition. And seventh chakra at the top of the head, which is connecting to the divine. Mm. Um, so this is, you know, a, a yogi would look at this and, and um, teach his or her children at the age of, as soon as they could talk, this is your spinal column. Mm. And here's your chakra system. And here's what you've got to work with. And... Um, uh, so, you know, the practice of yoga, I think is super key for any singer, any, um, speaker. Yes. And, um, I, you know, I, I, I experienced, um, I have experienced, um, some Hatha yoga, which I really love. And what I know most, however, is Kundalini yoga. Mm. Um, and, uh, what I understand to be true and my own experience is that um, when when you're when you've balanced your nervous system, your glandular system, um, and and the energies of prana, which are the upward moving energy and the downward moving energy of apana, mm-hmm. uh, when that comes to a zero point, when the ego, you know, when you let go of the ego then the energy of the kundalini can rise up the spine. Mm. Um, and, you know, for me, that's, that's what, what happens for me when I chant. And so having a daily uh, kundalini yoga practice is super mm-hmm. important for me um, so that the moments that I am sitting down to chant, that I'm really able to access all of that energy um, and then oftentimes, too, like in my daily practice or in the classes that I teach, um, I'll do yoga first and then chant um, because the, the, the yoga helps to, you know, the body is like the, is the temple, it's yes. the body temple. And uh, so the yoga really helps um, to kind of uh, set the space for the instrument of the body to to sing Mm -hmm. and then when you really get going it's like your whole body is singing um Mm -hmm. yeah but it's and 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 it's emanating from the spinal column wow your whole body is singing yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i truly believe in that i mean i feel Mm and when i whenever i um finish chanting in concert and then i also try in my own personal practice after I've chanted with people or on my own um, I try to have a moment of silence 
Um, mm. Because, yeah, the whole body has had this sound current pass through it. And, yes. Yes. and then it's the sound current is, is, is uh, flowing throughout around, around the space mm-hmm. in the air. And so the silence helps um, the, your, your body integrate with that energy. Um, mm-hmm. It allows this, the energy of the chanting to, to soak in like a sponge. Um, yes. Soaks it up. So mm, I love it. Beautiful. I have a couple of final questions, Sanatan. Um, you know, as you, you travel and you sing and, you know, your husband, your relationship, you said your, your daughter. And um, I'm just curious, I'm just wondering, you know, as things have gotten perhaps uh, busier, um, how you've managed or how you manage your life. How do you manage to, obviously, there's your spiritual practice that you have in the morning chanting in the evening i'm hearing but but you know sometimes life at least can get a little bit more multi-layered more complex so how do you manage your life how do you manage relationship and being a mother and then yet being on tour and doing concerts and traveling to different cities and how do you manage it all how does that work how have you found some balance some um I don't know if you can share any secrets that you found that that have really worked for you, because um, they all all of these things take take energy and time, and so we'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, well, I um, hmm. uh, I I've been too I've been too busy. <laughs> <laughs> I've been too busy, um, and I've needed to slow down. Um, uh-huh. And so this, the whole experience with um, having to quarantine and be home, yeah, has allowed me to um, have much needed time mm. um, at home. Um, mm. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and throughout the years, um, my husband and I have worked really hard to, um, you know, to, to, to carve out a meaningful life uh, mm-hmm. and time for for us to connect with with everything as 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 my career just took off and mm-hmm. um, and I I feel like we've we've done a good job you know we've done a good job um, but I I needed a little bit more mm. um, a little bit more space. Mm. So, um, to me, you know, that relationship of, um, being a mother, that relationship of being, being a wife, like so incredibly important. Mm-hmm. And, and I've learned to put those relationships, uh, above, above everything else, mm. um, 
you know, because I, I feel that, I feel like there's, um, in our world, uh, such a good amount of failure on those fronts. <laughs> people not quite managing their relationships intimate or their familial, you know, mother, Mm -hmm. daughter relationships, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's a really important thing to me to, to demonstrate Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, as a spiritual woman and, and as a teacher of Kundalini yoga, yeah. Um, that, that, that this is possible. And it's also incredibly important to me in my own heart that I look and say, look mm-hmm. at it and say, yeah, you know, I, I did a good job as a mother and mm-hmm. I did a good job as a wife. And, and you know, mm-hmm. most of the time I've been able to, you know, say no a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I've gotten pretty good at that. Yeah. You know, and it just let, let, let the universe take care of itself, like finding, finding the things to say yes to that I feel really flow from my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, and then just allowing the universe to take care of the things that, that I say no to, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think when, when I got to a certain level of success and especially in being someone of service, wanting to be of service, that it just was so hard to say no I've learned. (laughs) (laughs) I've learned. And and that's that's really important. Um, Feeling successful in your own heart, feeling successful, Mm. looking at your life and saying, and feeling happy with the words that you choose to speak, with the actions you choose to take, and the way you choose to love. Mm. Um, Like, that's been been the best barometer um, Mm. for me. Um, And that's kind of kept me in check. Um, as, as the success has, has grown. And um, I don't know if I answered your question. No, I love it. I love it. I love, I love, I love what I'm hearing. And, you know, just even this, the simple idea of being willing to say no to things and, and then trusting that the universe will, will align as you're follow, yeah. following your truth and following your heart. That's, that's beautiful. Um, so now to my final question. And just want to thank you also just being so generous and just authentic and just sharing where you're at and what's, what's bubbling and what's moving in your heart. Um, if you were to, this is a question I ask everyone uh, at the end. Uh, if you were to, you, you shared so much today already and some might overlap. Um, maybe there's some new things, but if you were to reflect on everything you've learned in your life till now, ups and downs and motherhood and career and relationships and your spiritual practice. Uh, if you had to reflect on everything and if you were to maybe distill the three most that you feel in this moment could change, you know, tomorrow, but the three most important things that if you could only pass these three key wisdoms of your life to, you know, your child and, you know, her child and the next generation that you feel would evolve them the most, I would love to hear what your three keys to life, your three most valuable life lessons that you feel uh, you'd like to pass on would be if we were to just distill it. And again, you shared a lot and maybe there's more than three. That's fine too, but let's start with three. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would say um, 
you know, be happy with your interior space, um, mm. you know, taking care of yourself through diet, meditation, breath, um, and taking care of your words, taking care of your actions, being happy with yourself, um, being happy in your internal space. Um, and then, um, mm. to have the courage to, uh, stand up for the things that you believe in, to have the difficult conversations, to stand in your truth, um, and then to have the patience um, when it's your time to be quiet <laughs> <laughs> to, to allow um, to, to allow God to do yeah. God's work yeah and yeah. to pray to, to, to learn to, to rest in prayer when, mm. when it's your time to be quiet <laughs> mm-hmm. I love it I love it be happy be happy with your interior space, having the courage to stand up for things we believe in and also have the patience. And I love the phrase you just said to, to, to let God do God's work, you know? Um, yeah, I think that, that that's, that's beautiful to, to marinate on. Uh, I have seriously loved this conversation. And as I mentioned, I've long listened to you for many years now and, you know, it's, uh, it's beautiful to, to to share the conversation with you in in a strange way you, you felt like a a friend on the path uh, a friend of spirit and uh, I really hope that everyone folks as you listen to this conversation also if you don't know of Sanatam's work um, her book original light about daily spiritual practice and seriously folks if you have not heard her music, her albums, um, it's available on pretty much most major streaming services. Download it, buy it, support her work. Trust me, you, your soul will just ignite and light up, um, truly. Um, I know that you also, Sanatan, do online yoga and chanting classes with your husband. Um, and, uh, how, how else can people find out about your work? What's, what's the best website and, there's any anything you want to say about your your daily Instagrams as well? What's the yeah, best way to connect with you? Yeah, my my website is sanatamkar.com, s n a t a m k a u r dot com, and uh, people can find out about our online um, Kundalini Yoga meditation classes, yeah. and uh, I also teach a mantra class focused on chanting and meditation, um, and yeah, uh, right around the time when I had to go into self-quarantine after coming home from Europe, um, mm-hmm. after our tour uh, got postponed, um, I started a, a daily healing meditation. We do a healing chant um, and then a chant for people who have, have uh, passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been an incredible experience. Uh, I do that on Instagram every day at 11 a.m. East Coast, um, and my Instagram tag is is Sanatam Kar Khalsa. 
Mm. Um, S-N-A-T-A-M-K-A-U-R-K-H-A-L-S-A. Mm. Um, but uh, it's been so beautiful as we've been gathering to to chant every day. Um, I think we're we're well on to five weeks. Wow. wow. <laughs> and we just, um, and the community's growing. People from all over the world are joining in and people who are actually sick from COVID-19 or, or other things um, mm. and creating just this really incredible positive energy that has actually really shifted a lot of things within me. Um, so I, I'm imagining with others as well. So it's really beautiful. Mm, um, and that's it. And that's every day. Yes. Pretty much seven, seven days a week. Is that seven? Or yeah. Five? Seven, <laughs> days. seven days a week. Yeah. It's been, Amazing. it's been an, yeah, just a totally beautiful experience. So Amazing. yeah, that's happening. And, um, uh, I'm very committed to, to it. Um, Beautiful. We'll put all of that in the show notes, folks. Uh, Sanatam Kar, Kalsa, uh, on Instagram, 11 a.m. I'm going to join you in one of those. I'm going to pop in and experience your meditation. So uh, you, I can't wait for that myself. Uh, folks, we'll also put uh, her website in the show notes. So check out the show notes. And, uh, you know, I can't wait till concerts reopen. And uh, if you haven't seen her in concert, folks, trust me. It's a transcendent experience. Uh, Sanatam, you know, I, I usually ask everyone to just assign a homework assignment, and I would love it. Is, is there a chant that you can just tell people that, that might be really helpful in this time um, that they can chant as a, an assignment or a homework or something that you, you can recommend, prescribe, recommend, offer, um, encourage them to do? Is there a specific chant you feel would be valuable? you can just tell folks about and they can kind of try uh, on their own in the upcoming weeks or unless there's another assignment that you feel would be valuable, but anything you feel. Yeah, well, definitely. Um, I, you know, the first thing that came to my mind when you said that Mm -hmm. um, was, you know, inhaling sat, exhaling nam. Uh So uh, sat, is truth and um, when when we inhale um, it's an opportunity to come into the power of your own truth to yes. and, and to also take in new energy and then the, the exhale is about letting go that which is not serving any any longer so the inhale you can think sat I am, and then the exhale, nam, N-A-A-M. It means I am. So sat is truth, nam is I am. Mm. And a powerful practice to do is um, to just take deep breaths in in the mind and thinking in the mind, inhaling sat, exhaling, nam. Mm. And, you know, oftentimes we, we try to, um, you know, solve problems with our mind, strategize, yes. think, yes. you know, all that stuff. And the, the yogis would say, you know, just chill out, just chant, <laughs> just chant sat and, and nam. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, I'd like to just invite, invite uh, all of us to, to do that. 
Mm. Um, kind of chill, chilling out the mental process and, and yeah. um, see how the divine works. Yes. You just kind of chill out and um, come into that place of truth and I amness. Mm. And it works great. Like if you're at dinner with your family and, you know, you start thinking about something about work that's like worrying you or whatever, you get totally mm-hmm. disconnected from your family and, and they'll feel it, right? Mm. Or whatever it is, your your spouse or um, um, what have you. But if you instead, while you're eating dinner, just listen and be with people, but silently in your mind, inhaling set, exhaling mm-hmm. nam, and just watch how, it, because it, what it will do is keep you present. Yeah. It'll keep you present in, in your interactions with people and um, in, your, in your life. Um, so it's a really, really beautiful meditation. Um, you know, people can, um, I teach a lot I, on my blog post as well about different mm. mantras and mm. ways to incorporate mantras into your life. But this one, that's, that's a super powerful one that I, I was just sharing with our class a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Inhale, set, exhale, numb. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm actually going to uh, try that this week. Yeah, everyone, let's do it. Uh, you've, you've heard the homework assignment. Uh, oh, yeah. And the other key thing, too, is that yes. is to, in the breath, um, is to, uh, so oftentimes people breathe um, backwards. Mm. And this can actually bring a lot of anxiety um, because what you want to do is on the inhale is expand the diaphragm. And so uh-huh. the in, to help expand the diaphragm, you, you expand the belly. And then on the exhale, you push the diaphragm up and you push the belly in. Got it. Yes. So the, the backwards breathing actually is quite common. And I've, I have actually had to work with it myself. Um, and um, so and on, I know the difference when you open up the diaphragm mm. um, on that mm. inhale. It just... It, brings um love it brings like awareness and love so that's the other key too is inhale open the diaphragm open the belly exhale push in the belly got it the diaphragm yeah love it (laughs) folks you heard it let's let's chant let's breathe deeply i am truth truth i am um, just again it's been a huge joy thank you for your generosity um, you know, I know you say no to a lot of things cause you've been busy and traveling and serving, but I'm truly grateful. You said yes to this conversation and folks, uh, I want you all to check out Sanatam's work, sanatamkal.com. Check the show notes. I would love for you all to also share this conversation with, uh, with everyone in your life. Download this, this, this podcast episode, share it with, with your friends on social media. Um, and send me an email, folks, kooplaxon at kooplaxon.com. I would love to hear from you. And let me know how the satnam practice <laughs> going. And let's keep breathing deeply through these, these times and expanding. And uh, let's keep going, folks. It's been a beautiful moment. Sending love to you all. Sanatam, much love. Satnam. 
Everyone, catch you in next week's episode. Love now. Big hugs, folks. Much love. If you've enjoyed this episode of Soul Talk, please do share the podcast with all of your friends. Let everyone know and make sure you download Soul Talk today. I'm looking forward to next week where I'll get to share more inspiration with you. Meanwhile, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or social media. You can find out more about my work at www.cooplaxon.com. If you feel ready to take your life to the next level, join me at my exclusive event in Bali, www.boundlessblissbali.com, where you can find out more and apply. Also, make sure to remember to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment at coopblackson.com. Sending you all big hugs and love now.